welcome to another episode of Not Another Bad Movie Podcast with me, your host, Megan Tripp. Today with me is an internet acquaintance and fellow podcast host, Maximus Minimus. Hi, Max. How you doing? Hi. I'm good, thanks. How are you? It's Minimus Maximus, actually. Minimus Maximus. Right. <laughs> I had a 50-50 shot. But I felt uncomfortable. <laughs> I felt uncomfortable having people call me Mini, so I go by Max. <laughs> oh, but it would be such a cute name for you. I know. <laughs> so, um, we watched Hoobie Halloween. Ooh. <laughs> uh, what... Oh, boy. We did. We did. Did we ever? <laughs> uh, what's your uh, experience with Adam Sandler movies? Because I've seen, uh, like... Um, the Wedding Singer like a million times. I love that movie. And I've seen... I like The Wedding Singer, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And I've seen a bunch of his like middling uh, attempts at like family dramas. <laughs> right. But that's about it for me. How about you? My kids liked um, Bedtime Stories. I remember that one. Oh, yeah. Um, I forgot about that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, well... I thought Uncut Gems was the best best movie I saw in the past couple of years. So um, I'm always kind of hit or miss with Adam Sandler because um, I was, I guess, about 17 when um, Billy Madison, which really kickstarted the whole Adam Sandler genre as its own genre, right. kind of uh, came out. And at that point, I think I was like, that was just a little too old to be completely enamored. Like, I think, I, yeah, I still like Saturday Night Live at the time, mm -hmm. but it was like, even that age, at that age, I got, okay, this gets as a five minutes, this works as a five minute sketch. Right. It doesn't work stretched out to a 90 minute feature. <laughs> and he just kept making that same movie a lot. Right. Um, but then he started doing the dramatic work and, um, yeah, like I said, I liked Uncut Gems. Um, you know, uh, was the Paul in, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson movie he did? I like that. Um, what is the name of that? I don't know. Punch Drunk Love. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I never got um, around to that one. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I've heard it's, good things. It's, it's funny. It's essentially the same kind of simple man-child character he plays, but if that person was real and not funny. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and I remember liking funny people, but I think I liked the meta commentary of the Adam Sandler character, understanding how terrible Adam Sandler movies are. <laughs> um, and it's an interesting part of that movie. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I really disliked that, that movie. Uh, okay. But I thought, that all the performances in it were really good. Yeah. Well, that's the movie where uh, I think in, in like the, the final act, it becomes something else entirely and is just weird and annoying. And Judd Apatow complaining about his marriage. <laughs> if I remember correctly, is that that movie? Um, no, cause Judd Apatow isn't an actor in that movie. No, but like he, he's the director, right? I think so. Yeah. The director that? Yeah. So, like, maybe through the yeah. character that Adam Sandler plays, yes. <laughs> right, right. I yeah. see what you mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, Hubie Halloween, this was, oof, it's been, what, 25 years of, of Adam Sandler doing this goofy man-child character now? <laughs> and he's back to the, that same voice. <laughs> the voice. It's the voice he used for the water boy, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And I don't mind if he like sings a silly song in this voice, but when I started watching this right. movie, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to handle this movie because I'm only getting yeah. every other word this man is saying. <laughs> did you did you put the captions on? <laughs> nah, I figured I'd be able to get it through context. <laughs> and soon he doesn't say very much. It it just becomes him screaming. <laughs> That's all he does is he screams and he screams and he says very little. He screams a lot. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Um I don't know, I guess the question I kept coming back to is like who is the target audience for this exactly? Um, I guess people who really loved Adam Sandler when they were young and they want to watch something with their kids. I, yeah, I guess so. Um, it seemed odd, though. It, it seemed kind of miss the mark, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Hoobie is, um, works the deli counter in a grocery store. And he works right. with a, um, well, I guess at the beginning, we're shown a, uh, like a mental hospital that's just outside of town. <laughs> right. And Outside of the town of Salem, Massachusetts, yes. because where else could you set this movie? Right. Yeah. Um, and Ben Stiller is a, uh, has a cameo performance as the, yeah. um, like, warden. First of many surprising cameos. This cast is stacked. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It doesn't do much with many of them, but it has no. a lot of people that you love in this movie. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, ben Stiller, he's another one, yeah. though. We've, we've seen him play that character before, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, just like loud asshole. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and he finds that uh, um, the, the the patient has escaped and written a note in Jello and hot dogs, <laughs> which says "bye bye." Yeah, think, or, just bye, yeah. bye, right? And uh, in order to get um, the shape right, he has to use a hot dog as a wiener replacement. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of dick jokes in this movie too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then I guess we start with with Hubi at the deli, and then right. Ray Liotta is there. No, don't we get the the first bicycle scene? Oh, right. Where we we learn he's very adept at, at ducking things. <laughs> <laughs> Throughout um, this movie, he'll get to and from places on his bicycle, right. but uh, everyone loves to hurl things at him, even adults. Yeah. It's mostly children, which makes sense, but uh, yeah. even adults don't mind throwing things at someone he can catch eggs in his thermos oh yes one of the one of the jokes that worked for me was the all-purpose thermos Uh, um it's it's dumb but it's like batman's utility belt yeah you know like it it does whatever he needs it to do in that situation and i kind of appreciated that joke (laughs) um yeah but yeah he's uh yeah he catches um eggs thrown to him Right. And uh, then he manages to swallow three eggs whole and right. immediately vomits. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. We're, we're 30 seconds in and we get like this disgusting vomit <laughs> scene. <laughs> Just where we're at. Um, and then he falls. Yeah, it kind of reminded me. Car. Sorry, go ahead. 
Did you, I'm sorry. Did you see the Netflix Pee Wee Herman movie they made a few years ago? No. No. It's not good. Um, but I was mildly obsessed with it for a little while <laughs> because I was trying to figure out... Because I love Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Okay. And I was trying to figure out why that one didn't work, even though it had all the elements correct. Mm-hmm. Um, the best I can come up with, it's, it's too reverent to the character and the history of the character. It was the best I could come with, so it's like too afraid to be dumb. Oh. <laughs> um, but anyway, in that movie, Pee Wee Herman plays the same kind of character, except the difference is the whole town loves him. Ah. But, you know, it's... But it's he's a man child who loves the town and loves the history of the town and rides through the you know it on his bike and everybody knows him, but again it's flipped because everybody loves him for it. Right. In this one, everybody hates Hubie for whatever reason. I guess like Hubie is a snitch. Yeah. And that kind of gets established a little later. It would be nice if we knew that a little earlier because. I yeah. mean, even if he is a snitch and he's, like, kind of a busybody and going to the police over right. small matters all the time, like, right. the cruelty he faces is so outsized. <laughs> Especially and, from And adults. because of the way... Yeah, exactly. And the way that Adam Sandler plays it, you know, they're just picking on, a, on a, like, you know, somebody on the spectrum. It's not, you know... yeah. It's just mean. It's bullying. <laughs> yeah, this whole movie has a lot of bullying. And it's yeah. weird because obviously Hubie is our like hero and we're meant hero, to be yeah, sure. sympathetic with him. But it's also a right. comedy. So we're meant to laugh at every misfortune he faces. So it's like exactly uh, yeah. awkward at times. <laughs> yeah, it, it. I did feel very <laughs> awkward watching some of the bullying interaction. Yeah. Although I will say I found it surprisingly progressive that one of his tormentors is a person of color. <laughs> I um there's uh, one of he he works with a um at the deli he works with a kid in high school who's South Asian. Mm-hmm. And it would be easy for the movie to make the joke that that gets kid gets picked on too because he's different but no he's one of the bullies and that's actually kind of clever yeah um you know and it makes sense that like a high school kid would want to be cool and if right. everyone around him decides to dunk on his coworker, he's gonna do it too yeah right <laughs> and that's like his yeah. whole character he doesn't get like uh, a pass for being a jerk <laughs> Right. Um, but yeah, he's he's working at the deli counter and oh, they play a prank on him and that's where we get the other big character note. He's very easily scared. Yes. Yeah. So Ray Liotta asks for uh lamb's head. He says we don't have right. lamb's head, then his coworkers in the freezer wearing a mask. And at this yeah. point, you feel almost like you're having a fever dream. Like, wait, is Ray Liotta in this movie? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? What is this movie? <laughs> yeah. Why is Ray Liotta there? <laughs> and, and then there's this there's this running thing throughout the movie where the DJ on the radio like plays a plot point and like gives him clues to what's going on in the movie yeah which is directly lifted from the warriors yeah. 
to the point where they have a voice actress kind of do a passable impression of Lynn Thypen from The Warriors. Yeah. Um, it's very odd. It's, like, cool, because that is yeah. a cool thing from The Warriors, but it's also, like... Yeah. It does make the whole experience of watching this movie even more uncanny. <laughs> exactly. It's very surreal. <laughs> um, uh, then he goes home right, it's, and it's, more it's, things get thrown at him. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then introduces another bizarre joke where his mom buys t-shirts from the thrift store that are like inappropriate. And she doesn't uh, seem to realize it. The right. first couple of times we see her in like... Uh, spencer's gifts level of t-shirt i didn't laugh and i was like this is really dumb but for whatever reason by the third fourth fifth sixth seventh time she wears different t-shirts all (laughs) on the same day all with different (laughs) sexual (laughs) things on them i laughed every single time (laughs) and her friend too yeah i was like all right you got me (laughs) yeah (laughs) this is just the perfect amount of stupid that i'm willing to laugh at um (sighs) oh right Uh, but before we see his mom he meets his neighbor steve buscemi Mm -hmm. which my first reaction was he got old very quickly um (laughs) my i was watching it with my sister and my sister was like has he only recently gotten old or has he always been old? And I was like, I don't know. I kind of feel like he's always been old. (laughs) Yeah. He just has one of those really distinctive faces. I think that's like, even as he's aged, his face hasn't like softened or gotten particularly different. (laughs) So he always looks like Steve Buscemi. He does always look like Steve. I think the thing is he stopped dyeing his hair. Mm. So he just looks older. And he's quite um, thin. I mean, he's never been a particularly large man, but I think he's gotten even thinner. No, yeah. He's gotten thinner, yeah. Um, right, and Steve Buscemi's moved into his neighbor's house. Um, and he's uncannily nice. <laughs> like, that's the Steve Buscemi character note. He's super nice. and Yeah. Uh, right. It's in sharp um, relief with the rest of the town. <laughs> right. He's like, oh, n- uh, nice to meet you, neighbor. If you hear any strange sounds coming out of my house, do not check on me. <laughs> right. That's like, oh, that's, um, I don't know what to make of that. And he's like, oh, but I'll have you over for uh, dinner sometime making chili. And then right. uh, Hubie, just at hearing the word chili, farts. <laughs> right. And uh, Stupid Chummy's character says, oh, well, that's natural, and uh, goes into the house. (laughs) Right. It's the end of that. (laughs) Just weird, considering that uh, the vomit joke was in full effect, the fart joke was surprisingly restrained. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it doesn't work, you know, but it's it's just there. (laughs) It's a thing that happens. That's kind of how i feel about most of this movie is like there's things that influence the plot and then there's just a lot of like things that happen yeah it's a lot of montage too Mm. you know there's a lot of we'll do the joke where we do the setup and then here come eight examples of a punchline yeah you know um and when you have like a performer like adam sandler i'm sure he's giving you like a ton to work with potentially oh, but yeah. like sure be be picky 
And this movie yeah. is not very picky. It's like, well, just no. let everything in. <laughs> it's good. One of them's going to be yeah. funny. Uh. <laughs> uh, he talks to his mom, who says that yeah. uh, she bought a shirt that says Boner Donor. Boner Donor. Because right. boners, she thinks, are, are goofs or mistakes. mistakes. <laughs> and right. so for the rest of the movie, he uses the word boner to mean mistake. Right. And Which she tells him sets to, up the scene yeah. later when he's at the Halloween party and gives a big speech to the teenagers about how when he was their age he had all kinds of boners. Mm-hmm. And he wishes he could have those boners back. And <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she's annoyed that he doesn't stand up for himself, and right. then he goes upstairs and. Uh, is startled by one of the decorations coming loose and slamming against his window. <laughs> right, right. So he he throws the yearbook he's been looking at, uh, which has pictures of the girl he likes, who still lives in Salem, who's still nice to him. Yeah. Right. Uh, out the window. It's like the only person in town, <laughs> yeah. other than Steve right. Buscemi, who's nice to yeah. him. Yeah. And her children are as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. She has three foster kids, and they're all... Right. polite young people oh and her ex-husband is kevin james in the ridiculous mullet wig <laughs> yes <and> beard <laughs> and he is a police officer yeah i actually liked his costuming <laughs> like i liked that the dumb mullet wig and the beard <laughs> it was strange about but that yeah it, it kind of cemented that like this guy is stuck in high school, <laughs> which I think yeah. is supposed to be true of that character. <laughs> right. Um, and he uses the thermos as a vacuum cleaner. Vacuum. And I was like, right. oh, but you're going to be eating out of that. That's really gross. I'm very upset. <laughs> <laughs> Again, like I said, one of the few jokes that worked for me. <laughs> the the all-purpose thermos. <laughs> Um, yeah. then he goes out to talk to kids at the school about being safe. Is that next? I think that's next. Yeah, right. They they do an establishing thing with Halloween, which the only joke I found genuinely funny, and then I thought the movie ruined the joke, was when they're watching the news, and every woman on the news <laughs> is Harley Quinn for Halloween. I did like that. <laughs> I thought that was such a great joke, but then they call attention to it. <laughs> You mean? Um, and I would like. I, I thought it would have been funnier if they just let it go. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. Um. Or even if like the main woman at the desk, you could tell that mm-hmm. she's like visibly disappointed upon seeing that the woman right. out in the field is also Harley Quinn. Uh, right. Rather yeah. than her saying, oh, "You're Harley Quinn too," and then right. the woman in the field exactly. is like, "Oh, I got to show my ex what he's missing." Right. <laughs> if we just saw her like. Hi, Sarah, or something. Then that would have been way more effective. Yeah, that would have been much better, I thought. Yeah, because I thought that was a very funny joke. Because it was, I think, two years ago where that was when you went out on right. Halloween. I went to that Halloween where party everyone... where like five women were Harley Quinn. Um... Yeah, that worked for me too. Every yeah. time we saw someone else working at the news station. They were Harley Quinn. Yeah. And not only were they Harley Quinn, but they were like head to toe Harley Quinn, like yeah. <laughs> fishnet stockings, boy shorts, the whole right. nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was great. 
That was that's a great joke. But right, then he goes to talk to the kids at the school about safety. Yeah. Right, which is just the way to introduce uh, Julie Bowen's kids. Yeah. Because they, they go to the school. Um, oh, and for some reason, a callback to Billy Madison, where the Bully family is still named the O'Doyles. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's also a teacher dressed as Cleopatra, and she right. takes down a bully, not by getting him in trouble, but, but just by saying, well, at least the girl you're bullying doesn't read at a second grade level at age 11. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, and, and like, as far as we can tell, the only reason she's being bullied is she's a foster child. I don't think kids are that invested in, in other kids' home lives. <laughs> I don't they know. They care? <laughs> But right, it also, uh, right, when he's talking to the kids, he's, oh, this is the bed sheet joke, yeah. right? He's he's doing the sheet jo- sheet ghost, and there's urine stains on his sheets. Uh, and, yep. right, he, he has like a complex acronym, but he never gets through it. No. You know? Because <laughs> yeah. all the kids no. start throwing items at him. Right. And uh, yeah. the principal makes a half-hearted attempt at the beginning to be like all right kids you have to listen and then pass that there's just an absolute deluge of food (laughs) yeah (laughs) well they're also upset that uh, they canceled recess for his halloween safety lecture Um, yeah which isn't hubie's fault that's the school (laughs) no yeah (laughs) the school decided that was the thing to do yeah um but then he uses his thermos yeah. again to have a umbrella that shields him. Right. And he starts eating the food that's being that he's being pelted with. Right. Um there was also a The thing is is this must have have happened all within like a few days. Right. But for some reason I thought like it all happened in one day and I'm like, well they wouldn't have been on a field trip on the same day. Yeah, like, that's what? right. <laughs> now I'm going through that it. Would, like, I don't know. But it would have been. You're right. No, you're right. That makes no sense. <laughs> because they they showed them earlier from lunch. They were on a field yeah. trip. So did they just go for like An a, a one hour field trip? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know how large Salem is. Maybe it's really easy to like go to the. Right. Whatever. Also, I don't think the kids from, from the elementary school in Salem go to the witch trials uh, museum on a field trip because you can go there anytime like, that doesn't make much sense you know i don't know um, anyway. I, nothing much happens at the field trip except that right. uh, julie bowen's kids get introduced to him right and one of the ladies yeah. is rude to him right she throws out the word search he made yeah <laughs> right. oh and it seems yeah. like julie bowen likes him but right. Hubie says... Oh, that also... I, yeah. I think that's also where we established that, that Kevin James is her ex-husband. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens yeah. after he leaves the school? Isn't it Halloween? Yeah. Like, trick-or-treating time after he leaves the school? Yeah. yeah. So he has Oh, no, sash. wait, wait. There's a short scene okay. with Julie Bowen's kids at the coffee house. Oh, yes. Right. Um... Which is actually kind of a nice scene. Yeah. It's kind of sweet. Yeah. I actually, if this movie yeah. was more about, like, the kids and their experience on Halloween, 
than it was yeah. about Adam Sandler, I would be way more into this movie. <laughs> yeah, I would too. I would too, because it would just be a nice story about a boy that, uh, you know, gets a crush on a girl yeah. and, like, you know, takes care of his sisters. And, you know, that's, yeah. I'd be on board for that. I'm, I'm, I'm into that, yeah. Um, I forget his name. I think it's the kid from Stranger Things is uh, yeah. the boy. And yeah. um, he's a freshman, and he's with his younger foster sister, who I think is in right. middle school or elementary school. Right. And she's, yeah, she's the one that we saw earlier, and she was at the the assembly, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he tries to look cool by ordering black coffee. <laughs> right. And the girl behind the counter is a senior in high school who has right. taken notice of him and teases him by saying... Invites him to a party. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. She, first she teases him by saying she needs an ID for coffee. Yeah. <laughs> that was all very cute. And, and yeah. he says that he might come by the party later. He's supposed to be watching um, his, his sisters. His sisters, yeah. Uh, then it's Halloween uh, trick-or-treating time right. and um, Hubie wears a monitor sash that he's made for himself Right. his mom I think tries to dissuade him from doing it yeah and then he but he says that he has to go out there oh but yeah. first he sees Steve Buscemi boarding up the windows oh yes and the front door yeah. and I was like how's he gonna right. get back in <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, Steve Buscemi is boarding up the windows to his house and claims it's a draft. Right. Um, I mean, it's literally Halloween. You could just say, oh, a spooky house. This is part of my decorations. Right. But he doesn't. He's like, oh, I felt a draft. <laughs> it's like, yeah. okay, sure. Yeah. Um, but yes, it's right. Hubie's going out to monitor for trick-or-treating. Um, and again... The joke of getting things thrown at him, which is great. <laughs> never gets old. Uh, never gets old. Uh, and then he <laughs> saves the life of a black cat who almost gets squished by a car. Okay, yes. And they gave the cat a reaction shot. I and I don't loved mean like. It. <laughs> yes! As you were saying, this movie feels more and more like a fever dream as it goes on. So I actually had to rewind it and make sure I saw that. <laughs> it's so, it's like, it shouldn't happen. <laughs> this one. No. Because, <laughs> like, I don't know if anyone watch, hearing this remembers, like, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, there were these um, print ads and television ads of cats who had to cross their legs because their litter boxes they couldn't find their yes. litter boxes and their right. eyes were like yes. so <laughs> wide open and then their mouths out. had like the tiny oh like oh no yeah. and I used to cut that advertisement out of every paper I found because I thought it was the funniest thing and that's exactly what this cat looks like exactly the eyes pop out the <laughs> so like i only really laughed like two or three times in this movie i didn't find it that funny overall but that got me 
that that got me too. That was um, that was just what was that? <laughs> it was like a cat escaped from a different movie and <laughs> ran on yeah, set. Yeah, exactly. And they had to use it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh boy. Yes, that is that is the best <laughs> moment. It's so nice. Also, leading up to that moment, he has to like pull off this amazing like BMX trick in order to save the cat, and then right. the woman's like rude to him, like "Give me my cat," and so he just chucks right. the cat at her. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like I'm gonna like what is it I'm gonna squish your cat myself or no Julie Bowen rolls up right. and she's like you be nice yeah. to Hooby he just saved your cat and if okay. you're not polite I'm gonna <laughs> kill your cat myself or something kill you. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> and then yeah. that's when you get the cat reaction shot <laughs> <Right. laughs> which I didn't notice at first because I'm looking at the human woman and then I'm like, right. wait a minute, what's happening with that cat? <laughs> <laughs> this movie might be worth watching just for that scene. After that scene happens, just for that moment. you can turn it off. It's fine. <laughs> I, I think it's worth watching if you're interested in, in film comedy to see what doesn't work mm. in a way. Um, you know, it, it feels like, like I said, it's... Uh, a lot of the jokes get over-explained yeah. or they'll do seven different punchlines mm-hmm. to the same setup. So I think it would be a good study in padding yeah. and, like, you know, how much padding they had to put into, you know, they have only so much movie for the 90-minute bag, yeah. so they there's so so much stuffing. And then it. that makes the whole movie feel really slow, even though it's a 90-minute movie yeah. and it has no business. Yeah, it does feel really slow. <laughs> slow. Because it takes a while before anything weird or creepy happens. Right, yeah. It takes a while for the plot to kick in. Because <laughs> first we have to have a ten minute, well, maybe five minute scene with Tim Meadows that where nothing happens. Yeah. He's like yeah. lecturing a kid. Tim Meadows walks up and lectures him about lecturing the kid. And we're right. like, what is this? Is this character going to be super important? We do see that character again. But it's not like right. we learned anything in the first scene to be right. like, oh, thank goodness we had that first scene to explain this character. It's like, he's just yeah. one of the random jerks in the town. <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter. He's wearing a bad toupee for some yeah. reason. It's, yeah. Um, <laughs> like that's, the thing is, like, I, I think Tim Meadows is underrated as a comic yeah. actor. He has this great ability to make the most ridiculous situations seem mundane. Yeah. Um I remember there's a great he was he was the um on 30 Rock he played the studio lawyer. Oh yeah. And he has this great joke where he's like really serious and important and he just says I'm not really prepared for this case because I didn't super finish law school. <laughs> it's just the way he says it that's like um, it sounds so mundane and uh, He's great, and I wish he had something better to yeah. do than this. <laughs> yeah. But he doesn't. Um, no. At some point, Hubie thinks that his neighbor might be a werewolf. Right. Why does that? Which is what I assume the movie... 
Well, I assume that's what the movie was going for, too, yeah. with the, you know, boarding up the windows, sure. don't hear any strange noises. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, he goes <clears throat> into oh, I guess that's... the house, because he does hear strange right. noises. Right. Even though he's told not to. And it's like... <laughs> right. Yeah, he, he uses the, the thermos to uh, unscrew one of the boards on the windows. Mm-hmm. All right, so that he can... Um... Right, and he finds, like, cans of half-eaten dog food, mm-hmm. and there's dog shit all over a newspaper... Mm-hmm. So, right, he assumes that he's a werewolf. And then uh, mm-hmm. Steve Buscemi escapes. Oh, there's also the fact yeah. that Steve Buscemi's character's name is Walter something. Walt, yes, all right. And there's... That's right, we completely <laughs> glossed over the scene where Ray Liotta throws him into an open <laughs> grave. <laughs> yeah, how could we have done that? Oh, boy. There's a right. grave... Right. <laughs> a grave marker for... The father Walter Lambert. Yes. Yeah. The father of yes. Walter Lambert. And then it also says son right. Walter Lambert sixteen eighteen dash and then it's like blank. Right. And any reasonable person would assume, yeah. oh, this person must have moved out of Salem before they died. But right. his assumption is he must still be alive. <laughs> He's probably right. some sort of undead creature. <laughs> right. <laughs> and since my neighbor is new to town and is be acting right. suspiciously he's is probably in fact the same walter dude and right. he is some sort of undead person anyways as yeah. he's uncovering that, that he's like throwing dirt on a funeral party next to the right gravesite right and the kid that he works with at the deli counter is the altar boy mm-hmm. um and he's the and right it's really on his father's funeral <laughs> really just puts his arm around him and throws him into the open grave and that was actually another joke i found funny where like the the caretaker comes by starts filling dirt on the grave and Sandler says like somebody's down here <laughs> and he has a heart attack and falls into the open grave i thought that was pretty i funny. did laugh at that too because i you know at first i was like kind of upset at the scene because i was like this is just really gross and upsetting that there's more bullying going on and like yeah. uh you know <laughs> Ray Liotta's character is so awful and his mom is like yelling at him like what are you doing and I'm like this is right. all just so we can see Adam Sandler fall back into a grave this is dumb but then as soon as that caretaker right. comes up <laughs> falls in himself <laughs> yeah. I was like okay I did not see that coming and right. I appreciate it actually genuinely funny <laughs> Part of it is also how blasé Adam yeah, Sandler is about, about it. Somebody's down here. It was like eating soup. <laughs> Just... yeah. Like, oh, what are you gonna do? That's kind yeah. of how Hooby is all the time. Like, oh, some kid yeah. threw nunchucks at me. Oh, what are you gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <sighs> so yeah. So he gets out of the grave, yeah. goes to the house, lets Steve right, Buscemi right. out of the house, and then yeah goes to some teenager's house party or does he go to a haunted house yeah it's like at a barn yeah yeah and it's like the kind of halloween party you only see in movies where all the costumes are clearly designed yeah you know (laughs) like um (laughs) nothing store-bought you know nothing's just like a kid in a sheet you know (laughs) they're all like um... that's crazy too because i i in, a, in such a party there might be one person who's like really into halloween and and they own a sewing right. machine and they're like that is their thing but you know everyone right. else is probably gonna like 
dress up in street clothes and be like, uh, I'm a right. singer in a band or something, you know, like be really right. lame, you exactly. know, or I, I'm wearing a mask <laughs> and right. I'm Jason or, you know, right. Mike Myers yeah. or something. But <laughs> everyone here has like really elaborate costumes that only exist yeah. in movies. Yeah, that that's that's a trope in movies that I don't dislike, but it's always thrown me off. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, yeah, there's... you'll see that a lot. I think TV shows do a lot of that, where like the one person doesn't know it's a costume party. Mm. And so they wind up with the only homemade looking costume ever, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, there's um, a, is this where he talks to the dog or is that later? I think that's okay. later. So he, he's just telling the kids how to live basically <laughs> for a while. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like one kid's smoking a cigarette and he makes them stop and one kid's drinking a beer and yeah. Right, the two kids are making out. Um, he has them stop doing that, and right, he just kind of lectures them, and then they tell him that there's a kid in the corn maze. Yeah, he has yeah. a whole speech about how he makes boners. Ha ha! He doesn't know what a right. boner is. Right. And then yeah. um, that altar boy slash coworker, <laughs> high school kid. Yeah. Um, uh, Dressed as Freddie Mercury. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I-, I liked that costume. <laughs> yeah the big, the big teeth. teeth i thought that was great <laughs> yeah. um he gets his friend to say hey there's a kid he's lost in this uh corn maze go get him and then they're gonna right. jump out and scare him because obviously he's super easy to scare so right um julie bowen's kid who's dressed up as like a david bowie tin Woodman character. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, he's the Tin Woodman, but he's got the Ziggy Stardust makeup yeah. on. <laughs> it's yeah. I like kept trying to like figure out the pun. You know how like people are like two right. things and it's a pun. I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> right. <clears throat> yeah. I like spent way yeah, too long trying to figure that out. Okay, I don't understand. <laughs> but I don't think it is anything. I think he's just the Tin no. Woodman from uh, Wizard yeah. of Oz. In the Wizard of Oz, yeah, but for some reason he's got Ziggy Stardust makeup on. It's, I mean, it looks yeah. cool. It doesn't make any sense. But... Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, he does do one cute thing, though, where he opens up a panel of his costume and he has, like, Kit Kats in there for yes. his uh, girl. <laughs> and uh, a few, that's nice. A few years ago, a friend of mine was Bender from Future. Oh, cool. And he's actually was proficient enough with welding oh, wow. that he was able to make a working panel on his costume <laughs> so that he could you know pull out stuff like bender that's pretty cool yeah yeah <clears throat> um um he and the girl that he likes go into the corn maze to tell him that he's being set up right and then finally the inciting incident happens <laughs> yes <laughs> finally we're about an hour into the movie yeah. at this point 40 minutes maybe <laughs> and finally something happens um, right. that freddie mercury kid gets yanked yeah. through the corn maze as right. if he's been lassoed or something yes um right just kind of yeah i don't know how this is achieved the movie never tells you <laughs> right <laughs> uh but Hubie is known for being a 
person who either doesn't have reliable information or complains about stupid things. So when he goes to the police, right. they don't care. <laughs> and they, they, they set him up to be the special undercover agent. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah, but it's all, it's all just a ruse to get rid of him. And, you know, they say, okay, you can't talk to the cops anymore because you're working for us undercover so nobody can know. Just write down everything, put it in the garbage can outside the town hall, and we'll find mm-hmm. it, you know, just just to get rid yeah. of him. And that's that's where one of those montages comes in, where they just show every time he came and complained. Yeah. And... <clears throat> um. Right. Oh, and before that, there's this really elaborate joke where I guess the joke is that these two farmers are black. I think the joke is that they hate each other. Right. Which it's very fine. Um, <laughs> it goes on for like, and this it's the second time I think we see these characters and it goes on for a long time. It really does, um, especially since like none of the. Like, I don't love insult comedy, but it can be done right. well, where there's something sure. like that's really witty or really uh, just devastating gets said, and you will laugh right. if that happens. Yeah. These people do not like each other. They are rude to each other. No. But there is nothing right. about it that is funny or interesting, and it goes on no. forever. Yeah, it goes on for a long time, and like... I was thinking that, like, maybe the joke was supposed to be that these characters are black and, you know, stereotypically in movies, we usually see white people as rednecks and, like, thought that might be the joke. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, I don't know. The The important thing plot-wise yeah. is that they had a yeah. pig that ended up getting, like, cut up to death in a very weird right. way. And they don't know who did it or uh, they're trying to get someone you know put up put yeah. away for pig murder <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> destruction of property whatever um right but why they're back in the police station after he's already interviewed them in the farm is anybody's guess I um, knows. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah that's when when hubie shows up and right there's this whole again they do this whole thing with explaining the joke where uh the guy at the front desk keeps referring to Hubie as a package. Oh, yeah. So I'm trying to keep the package out of your office, Captain. And the farmers, who are now acting as the Greek chorus, <laughs> just go, I think they mean that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then they tell him, don't come back, throw away your information, right. we'll pick it up, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. And then he goes to a haunted house. That haunted house is pretty cool. No, good. The haunted house is great, but I think he goes to the drive-in first. Oh, okay. Where we get Maya Rudolph again. Uh, unexpected yeah. but underused cameo yeah. of Maya Rudolph. Um, he. She's married to. She's married to Tim yeah. Meadows. Uh, he saw a ticket to um, the drive-in movie. The drive-in, and yeah. so he thought, "Oh, okay, this is a clue. I'll go." figure it out he goes to the drive-in uh tim meadows wants to pull a prank and my rudolph seems to be turned on by the idea and apparently she like never has sex with him so he's like i'm definitely doing this then (laughs) right (laughs) uh 
I'm trying to think, is there anything more of that scene that I want to go over before we get to the part where they like almost run him off the road with a car? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, a lot is said and done. It does not matter. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> he has a, what would you call that? I forget what you call it, but you know, like one of those grappling hook things on the end of a yes oh right he has the lanyard on his thermos right where he can he can retrieve it (laughs) so he's he does that and then we get to see him slay him into a tree yeah and uh then he's out in the woods and he sees his neighbor with hair right steve buscemi is turning into a werewolf (laughs) and then that's the haunted house right so he tries to like yeah chase steve buscemi he loses track of him he ends up near a haunted house and he sees a husky dog and he starts talking right. to the husky dog as a werewolf <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah uh and uh he's like afraid of the werewolf and then the husky takes a dump <laughs> and then he starts eating right. his own poop and I did kind of laugh yep. at, at this, him trying to be afraid of a werewolf <laughs> that is just yes. a dog <laughs> yeah. acting like a dog. <laughs> uh, and then that's where Leota shows up again, because he's at the haunted house for some reason. Yeah, the day of his father's yeah. funeral, he's like, you know what I yeah. need to do? I need to get me some. You know what the best place right. to pick up chicks <laughs> is? Haunted houses. I'm going to go to a haunted house. <laughs> like, flawless logic makes all the sense of the world. Yep. <laughs> uh, so Hubie goes in. He takes right. a quote unquote silver bullet from someone's outfit. I'm like, that's probably made of plastic. Yeah. I don't think that's really a silver bullet. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Who's making literal silver bullets? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Again, it's that. It's that you know, movie costume design logic right. where everything looks like it was designed by professional costume designers. Right. So, right. Um, oh, also the people at the yeah. haunted house are actually kind of nice to Hubie. They don't seem to know who he is, right. but he's like way more scared than he should be. And they're like, you know that right. this isn't real, right? Like, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, he throws the bullet at the dog. The dog eats it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't die, and Hubie mm-hmm. is concerned. Yep. And then we see Ray Liotta try to pick up Cleopatra, and yep. Cleopatra is not into it. And then Ray Liotta <laughs> literally says out loud, I'm going to take this out on Hubie, because I don't like him, and he's in there. <laughs> yeah, it's making the subtext text. You it's know? Like, he's just going to say his internal monologue. It's like, yeah, dude, I got that. Yeah. <laughs> Not a total dummy. <laughs> just go in yeah. there, I'll catch up. Right. Uh, yeah. And then he, like, wants to jump out at him. Yep. And then police are there and they all try to figure out what's going on because that boy is in fact missing right and they think uh they think julie bowen did it yes because they figure uh it would have to be someone who loves hubie if not hubie himself um and 
Hubie doesn't want to be taken off to jail, so he just yells Frankenstein, points behind him. Everyone, including my dog, turns around, <laughs> and he runs away. <laughs> and that's when he winds up at the radio station, yeah. right? With Shaquille, again, of all the crazy cameos, <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal, I was not expecting at all. <laughs> you couldn't tell from the voice that it was Shaquille O'Neal? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of a funny joke, too. You know, yeah, the, the Lin Pen impersonator was Shaquille yeah. O'Neal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hubie calls in to the radio station all the time. So they right. have a rapport. He's surprised yeah. that Shaquille O'Neal isn't a woman and right. looks like Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which, I mean, if you didn't know who Shaquille O'Neal was and you saw this man who was, how tall is he? Like seven foot or something? That's surprising seven feet, yeah. in and of itself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's actually, there's kind of a funny throwaway joke earlier in the movie where he's calling the radio station and, well, what we now know is Shaquille O'Neal keeps telling him to turn his fo- radio yeah. down. And he can keep hearing him. I only found that funny because I've listened to enough sports talk radio <laughs> where I've seen that exact situation play out enough. Sir, you need to turn your radio down. Hang up and listen. Come on. Hang, you know. <laughs> um. Oh, boy. Um, but, yeah. Uh. Oh, and then uh, his wife comes in. She also has... A voice you wouldn't expect. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a low growl. Yeah. I say this. Right. Uh, <laughs> and Hubie thinks that that's not her real voice and is, in fact, a DJ voice. She's like, no, it's not regular voice. Right. And right. then uh, they share a sandwich while she sits on his lap. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and that was kind of fun but to that's, watch. That's again another example of like overdoing the joke. The joke was funny enough where Shaquille O'Neal had this really feminine voice. Yeah, you, you know? don't need both. Yeah. Right. Uh though you do need to watch them eat a sandwich together. <laughs> <Yeah>, apparently. <laughs> For whatever reason, I was like, okay, that's weird. Yeah. I'm into it. <laughs> where the movie is at at this point. You know? Alright, I'll let this happen, I guess. No. Yeah. Um Then the cops catch up with him and they're like, oh, we think it's Julie Bowen because it has to be someone who right. loves you and she's the only person who loves you. <laughs> right. Yeah. But nope. Turns out to be his mom. <laughs> they forgot the <laughs> one other person that loved him. Right. Um. <sighs> so she he meets Julie yeah. Bowen and he is supposed to get mm-hmm. her to admit that she's involved and he has a mic in his ear and uh or earpiece in his ear and so he's like oh uh pumpkin i want to get out of this situation immediately i'm too scared right uh, (laughs) yeah they give him a safe word (laughs) right and uh julie bowen and he uh both admit to each other that they have feelings for each other and have done for many years. Yeah. And they yeah. almost kiss, but then he yells, Mom! <laughs> yeah. It's just disconcerting when you're trying to kiss somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's because he realizes there are two people who care about him, including his mom. Right. 
So then he right. he goes to the house. He sees the priest who was mean to him at Ray Liotta's father's funeral. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then uh, confronts his mom about it. And his mom is like, oh, I'm just trying to stand up for you. Yeah. And then there's like right. people who are about to be burned at the stake in their backyard. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they don't even have a fence. Well, these people. This seems like a really out in the open crime to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's also took a, took them a while to pay off the the idea that it's Salem. Yeah, you know. Um. By the way, have you ever been to Salem? I've never been to Massachusetts. Okay, it's it's pretty much that. Like one accurate thing about the movie. It's that year round because it's the you know the one tourism factor it yeah. has is the witch trials. Yeah. So like, um, <clears throat> everything is either Halloween themed or like actual Wicca paganism themed in the whole town. It's pretty amazing <laughs> actually. Um, um, but yeah, yeah, and then that oh we get a little epilogue right. Oh, yeah. Well, they have to be saved yeah. first because she almost burns them at the stake. Right. He throws soup on yeah. it so that um, they don't die. Yeah. Newscasters come on the scene as well as uh, the police and two mental patients. <laughs> the, <Yeah. laughs> the first mental patient turns out to be Steve Buscemi, who thinks that he is a werewolf, but is, in fact, not right. a werewolf. Uh, and then the other... Um, inmate escaped so that he could bring back his friends Uh, (laughs) right and that's Rob which I can't believe it took us to the end of the movie before Rob Schneider I know (laughs) Um. I did actually kind of like that scene that they had together at the um, police station where he like scratches his friends like chin like a little dog It's like that's kind of sweet. It's very strange, but well, kind of sweet. Is like, it, well, just like you were saying with the corn maze, it doesn't really explain like where the dog food came from, or or I, I, I guess the idea is that Steve Buscemi was eating the yeah, dog food. Yeah, because he but thinks like, he's a there's like werewolf. deep scratches in the concrete in his house. They don't that that doesn't get explained. That's you know? true because even if you think yeah. you're a werewolf, would you, with your regular yeah. nails, be able to do that just because you wanted to? Right. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, all right. And oh right, but yes, then we get a little epilogue where a year later everybody loves him. Yeah. And he's the mayor yeah, of the And town. he's the police officer now. Yeah. And uh he's married to Julie Bowen and the kids call him dad and he's adopted them and they're all a happy little family and it's Halloween yep. again. Mm-hmm. And the kids have dressed up as all the people who were in the backyard when his mom tried to kill those people that one time. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> what an odd movie. <laughs> it's really hard to describe how odd this movie is. Yeah. And, like, it's it's the kind of thing Adam Sandler would have made in 1996. Yeah. So it feels like so I, I don't watch a lot of his movies so i don't know if like if he regularly does still does these kind of movies i don't think but, he like, has it in really a while f- 
Right. Now, it really feels like one of those where he just said, eh, I've got a weekend, I'll get some friends together and make a movie, yeah. which seemed to be his bread and butter yeah. for a long time. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it feels kind of like a throwback. Yeah. Um, also, it feels like he hasn't played that kind of character in a long time. Yeah. Which yeah, uh, is probably a good thing, because this kind of character oh, is yeah. very irritating. <laughs> yeah it really is um <laughs> but i th- i think we can uh rate it in terms of quality one to five stars and rate it in terms of mockability one to five stained bed sheets <laughs> <laughs> quality uh it's <clears throat> that's a hard one because I'm, again i'm not sure who the target audience is i know it's not me (laughs) but i'm not sure who it is and um you know i know not everything's for me but i'm not sure who it is for so uh, i'm gonna uh, yeah i'm gonna have to go with like two quality maybe out of five you know everybody seems to be having fun it's just it's so loose. Like, it feels like it's barely a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, two, yeah. maybe. Because I usually watch strictly made-for-TV movies where the budget is, like, I don't know, a sixth of this. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to give it, like, a three and a half just based on production okay. value. And the fact that everyone yeah. involved is, like, talented. But, like, the script, there, like, is barely a script. Like, I yeah. feel like most of it was like, okay, so the general scene is we're talking about this, but feel free to improv and it'll hang together because there'll yeah. be enough jokes that people won't mind that it doesn't make any sense. But like, right. there aren't really jokes. There's just like funny premises that don't really pay off. <laughs> right, exactly. It's, it's right. It's not like um, Christopher Guest. Where that's the whole point, is that we'll just be mm-hmm. improved and the jokes will come naturally. You know, yeah, it, it, it feels overwritten and underwritten simultaneously. <laughs> yeah, the jokes are um, overwritten and overexplained. The plot is underwritten yeah. and the characters are underwritten. Yeah. So it's like really lopsided. Like, the yeah. reason I love Wedding Singer so much is, like, yeah, there there are jokes, but like, there's a really sweet romance at the center of it and you care about the characters. <laughs> I liked 51st Dates for the same yeah. reason. Um, yeah, it's this high concept comedy, but at the yeah, you do kind of care for the people involved. <laughs> so yes, I like both of them. And also, like because I was born in 1976, I love the central joke of The Wedding Singer, which, hey, the 80s was hilarious. <laughs> you know. Um... <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I think in terms of yeah. stained bed sheets, it's really hard to laugh at a comedy and not with a comedy. It is. Like, either you're it entertained is. by it because it yeah. is giving you actual jokes or you're not entertained by it because you don't like the actual jokes. I remember seeing uh, an interview years ago with uh, Joel Robinson from, Joel Hodgson from Mystery Science mm-hmm. Theater. Joel Robinson was the director. Right. <laughs> and he said, um that they only did one or two comedies during the 10 years that show was on because there are only so many ways to say this isn't funny. Yeah. You know. Um, 
Yeah. So, yeah, mockability is hard because, right, it's not like a Sharknado movie <laughs> or something like that. You know, it's, it's just a bad comedy. How, you know, um, but I'm going to go with three and a half on the stained bed sheets because it's worth watching for the one or two. For me, it was worth watching for the one or two jokes that landed for me. Yeah. So for the listener out there, they might not be the same one or two jokes, <laughs> but there probably will be one or two jokes that land for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the yeah. stupid uh, T-shirts, the yeah. the man. The cat the reaction. The cat reaction. Oh, my, man, oh my <laughs> word. That man falling into the grave unexpectedly. <laughs> Yes. There's enough physical comedy in this that even if you see it coming, yeah. you're gonna chuckle at least one of the gags. Sure. Uh, well, the timing is just is per on the on the grave. The so timing perfect. is perfect on it. So. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just so blasé um, about being in the middle of a grave. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll give it like I guess two sheets then. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> Now, I have no idea how Netflix works in terms of how they make mo- I guess they make money through subscriptions. Yeah. But I don't know what that means in terms of this movie becoming a return on budget. Because I can't imagine anybody signing up for the Netflix subscription to watch this. Yeah, that is curious. Because, like, I mean, maybe... You want to see it if you're a big Adam Sandler fan or if you're having like a Halloween theme party and you don't want to watch a horror movie. But is it important enough for you to sign up for Netflix if you don't already have it? Like, you probably have one of your friends (laughs) coming over who has a Netflix account that you could use. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And if your friend's there with you, that's not even like numerous videos running at the same time. So. Right. I don't know how they make a, yeah. a return on this. I don't know how that works. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm genuine. I like, but that's always been the thing is that people have been very confused about Netflix's rubric because apparently they they don't measure ratings in the same way. Yeah, um, they they yeah. they're always like, um, they they don't tell you how many people have viewed any one thing unless they're advertising, right. and then they'll say this many people have viewed it and then people are like does that mean that they press play that it auto played how long was it on for it to be considered a play and i think (laughs) that's part of it is that they did studies about bingeability and that's what they care about so like that's why for example they didn't really advertise the the new mystery science theater because those are two hours long you're not going to watch more than one or two of them in a row Mm. um um and things like that i think like that was one of the things behind tuca and birdie too is that like it was deemed to be not bingeable or something it's it's very weird yeah Yeah, i've also heard that they feel like people tend to want to watch shows for like three seasons and it's hard to retain people past that point so after that they're just cutting it and moving on to new things because they want more and more people to subscribe and people subscribe when new content comes out not when existing content continues right (laughs) but when it comes to movies which are one of i have no idea how that works it was probably about what eight years ago that they had the big bump from arrested development oh Um, yeah but 
that was like streaming was just starting up at the time. Yeah. So that was, you know, they're there. I mean, I don't think Netflix is ever going to see a bump like that again. Yeah. And, I mean, and I have a feeling that, that that's what they're looking for. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, I mean, they have, they and Hulu both have like grabbed yeah. existing properties off of, um, cable and network television and continued right. it and have probably gotten bumps but i don't know it it's kind of curious there's so many streaming platforms and people are constantly yeah. switching passwords and accounts and sure you know how how do you get new subscribers i don't know <laughs> yeah i have no idea <laughs> <laughs> Although I did know somebody a couple years ago when Fuller House who actually signed up for Netflix just for Fuller House. Really? Um, yeah. Was it because like they loved Full House as a kid and they themselves have kids? Uh, that was pretty oh, much okay. it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I guess um, if I yeah, had the, kids, maybe I would want to see Fuller House with them. Um, <laughs> see, the thing is, like, that was another one. I was a little too old for Full uh -huh. House, so like. I was 11 or 12 when it debuted, so for most of its existence, it was just so corny oh, sure. to me that I couldn't get into it. It wound up on Nick at Night, and my kids watched it for a little bit, but uh, my oldest kid, my daughter, who just turned 20 yesterday, she never stopped watching it, so it annoyed her brother <laughs> so much that they did not want to have anything to do with the Fuller House. Um, That's funny. Yeah. And... Um, she wasn't huge on Fuller House either. <laughs> uh, she tried it, and she just said, no, not, not great. <laughs> um, she preferred the original. <laughs> yeah, I I tried re-watching some episodes of Full House as it came on TV as an adult, yeah. and I was like, oh, no, this is not good. <laughs> no, this is bad. As a child, uh, I liked some things that were good and some things that were not. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't know the difference. <laughs> All right, I'm going to tread lightly oh here. <laughs> I tried that with The Cosby Show before we found out about Bill Cosby. Right. Um, I tried that, so this was probably seven or eight years mm -hmm. ago. I tried it with The Cosby Show, and I had the same experience where I just went, this was so corny. <laughs> I can't believe I ever liked this. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sitcoms um, aimed at children. Yeah. Tended to be corny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Apparently. Um, surprising. That's our main insight. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, better than when my, when my mom watches my, or when my kids were younger, when my mom would watch them. Mm -hmm. uh, her whole thing was measuring on how loud a show was. Mm. So she couldn't do things like, um, um, I Carly, it was too loud. Um. <laughs> I totally get that though. <laughs> like yeah. I could see being like, like trying to do things in the house and block out TV yeah. and like have the kids be entertained in the other room, and then having like right. a bunch of tweens yelling at you and being like, nah, nah, nah. Yeah. <laughs> well, those shows were so frenetic <laughs> that I get it. You know, <laughs> they were just. Yeah, yeah, I was way too old to yeah. be watching iCarly, and yet I was, because right. I found that show to be really funny. 
<laughs> so maybe I've totally undercut my authority at uh, telling you what I think about any comedy at all. <laughs> I, wa- I watched it with my kids. So I'm <laughs> there were there were episodes. That was a show that did really specific jokes for the adults watching it with their kids. Mm. Like, I remember there's an episode where they have to take a plane, and for some reason the pilot is the pilot from Indiana Jones, from, from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh. <laughs> um, and, right, it's pepperoni instead of a cigar, but otherwise it's, you know, costumed exactly the same way. And, <laughs> like, there's no reason for it. It's just funny, you know. Um, but that got me to show my kids Raiders of the Lost Ark, so. Win. Yeah. Um, well, um, um, thank you for joining me, and especially since it was so oh, last minute, thank you for having and me. all of the technical stuff that no one listening wants to hear the specifics of, but they were there. <laughs> yes. Uh, thank you so much. Absolutely. Could you tell the good people where they can find you? Yes. Uh, I am on two podcasts. I am on uh, a human sexuality podcast called Off the Cuffs. And uh, that's on all your podcast players, or it's at offthecuffs.org. Um, and that one is 18 plus. And then my more family friendly, but usually explicit one is uh, about wrestling. And that's the WKIF Wrestling Network. And uh, I don't have a website for that, but it is at on all your podcast players, WKIF Wrestling Network. Um, and I can be tweeted at, uh, at Minimus Maxim. And my tweets do tend to be, because I do the Human Sexuality Podcast, my tweets do tend to be 18 plus and not safe for work, just so you know. <laughs> Good heads up. <laughs> uh, thank you all for listening. We will be back uh, the second week of November. Uh, there are already Christmas movies on Hallmark and on Lifetime and on Netflix (laughs) so I will probably dip into Christmas land a little earlier than usual because everyone is creeping up (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and uh, you can tell all of your podcast listening friends to go to all their usual podcasting apps and you can tell your non-podcast listening friends to go to notanotherbadmoviepodcast.libsyn.com and rate and review that helps and if you want to throw me a dime you can go to patreon.com and search for not another bad movie podcast and special shout out to mike bustios who made the intro and outro music i'll see you all later bye bye